Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in the last few years, I have built a wildly successful seven-figure business selling courses and digital products. If you're looking to create, launch, and scale a flagship digital course, or maybe you already have an online course and you want me to spill my secrets, this is the podcast for you. I believe with Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way, anything is possible. Let's do this. Want to know more about Launchpad, which is my 12-month high-touch group coaching program where I teach you how to create, launch, and scale your flagship online course? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad now, and I'll give you access to a free training where I break down the entire strategy for a profitable, sustainable online course business, and you'll learn all about the program as well. That's steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's podcast episode. I feel like it is one that we all need because we're all overwhelmed. We're all busy. We're all madly trying to, you know, maintain a business, often, you know, raise children, maybe, maybe not, you know, juggle a social life, do self-care, which often feels like another thing on your, you know, to-do list, or it does sometimes for me, right? Uh, you know, we're trying to work on our personal development. We're trying to post on social media. We're trying to build our digital empire. We're trying to do all of the things, stay sane, drink water, be happy, survive, right? And it feels just exhausting talking about it sometimes. And, you know, I'm no different. In the past month, I have uh, onboarded two full-time staff members into my business. I have onboarded 10 new clients into the business. I've created 13 podcast episodes. I've created at least two social posts a week. I've run a business. 
uh, and I parented a needy toddler. I've given to birth to our baby girl. <laughs> Just throwing that one in the mix. I've pumped breast milk every three hours around the clock. I've tended to a newborn throughout the night. She's actually right next to me at the moment, so you'll probably hear little gurgles. Uh, I've also moved out of our house. I have facilitated a new house build. I've signed a contract with our builder. I've overseen the demolition of the house. We found a new rental to move into and moved into it the day after our newborn was born in an impossible market after applying for a million houses and thinking that we would never get anywhere. And there's a whole heap of things happening on the personal front as well. Now, if that feels like a lot, it is because it is. But here's the clincher. I actually don't feel overwhelmed. <laughs> I still got everything done. And despite, you know, literally having people over the last couple of months say, are you going to be okay? There is so much going on for you. I can really hand on heart say I will. And I am. And, you know, they say back to me, but how, how are you doing it? And so I thought it might actually be useful to share with you how I managed to get a lot done without it truly overwhelming me. Now, I also want to preface this podcast episode by saying that if you do sometimes feel the O word or if, you know, life does feel like a lot, that is okay too. I'm not a robot and I do feel this stuff sometimes. And look, if I'm completely honest, there were times when I looked at what was going on and I was like, ow, how am I going to do this? But I do think that over time, as someone that is, uh, has a lot, like has a really full life, like, will I say that it's all great? Yeah. Like I love my business and I love having, you know, my tiny babies and I love, you know, there being a lot going on, but it's also very full. And so I've really had to learn how to uh, function at a different level and to do it in a way that still maintains you know, a regulated nervous system that still uh, doesn't completely, you know, overwhelm me and make me want to throw in the towel. And so I definitely don't have this stuff perfect. Please don't think that I do. But uh, just with the number of questions that I had lately over how do you do it all, I actually thought that it might be helpful to share with you uh, a few of the things that I do do that have and do help me. So here goes. Number one is that I do things that I love. So I can hand on heart say that I am head over heels passionate about all of the big things in my life. Like I literally couldn't imagine doing or not doing any of them. And I have very intentionally cut anything from my life that doesn't truly light me up. And I've had to be really uh, ruthless about that. So, you know, my business, my my babies, the house field that, that I'm doing at the moment, they're all level 10 important to me. And so I've intentionally made time for each of those things. Now, has it meant that I've culled things that aren't level 10 important? Yes, like literally for me right now, it's like... I don't know if you've ever seen the analogy of like the four burners and you can't have all of the four burners firing on full cylinder and you've kind of got to choose and you do like that's the big thing that I've realized. So for me, 
it's not a big season at the moment for me for socializing, for example, or, you know, I'm really kind of sacrificing the quality time that I would usually have spending time with, you know, girlfriends or things like that. And is that uh, not ideal? A hundred percent. But is it forever? No, right? It's not. It is this season and you've really got to prioritize what is important to you in the season that you're in and be okay with cutting out things that might be really important to you, big picture, but you can save for the next season. Okay. So for me, I know that the things that I've had to kind of like push to the side won't be forever, you know, give me two or three months and picking up more relationship building, for example, uh, picking up, I want to do things like travel. I feel like I haven't done anything for so long, which is such a first world problem, right? And I, I realize that that is a very privileged thing for me to say. Um, but there are other things that are kind of like on my back, that are on the back burner at the moment. And I can park them now and make peace with it. You can't possibly have all of your burners turned up at once. And so one thing that I've really done and continue to do is to like, you know, pick two or three things that you want to be doing and you want to be going all in on and dedicate to them for a season because anything worth doing and having is worth doing and having and, and, and having done well. Uh, and trying to do all of the things is just a recipe for doing it all half-baked, right? And so what I've realized is that I need to pick what my most important containers are, go all in on them, and realize that it's not forever. It is just this current season. And then in the next season, I can reprioritize. Number two is preparation. So one of the best quotes I've ever seen is routine sets you free. And I used to look at that and be like, That sounds like the most boring thing in the world, but I have realized that it is 1000% true. And I would actually add to that list, preparation and organization sets you free. So there was literally, you know, people don't ever believe this when I tell them, but there was, you know, a season and a time in my life and in my business, but in my life and then in the early stages of my business, really, where I was like a hot mess express. And I used to call myself carefree and pride myself on it, right? But in honesty, there was literally nothing carefree about it. So in a life sense, I felt really directionless. I could never find anything. I never seemed to achieve anything much. I spent too much time on things that didn't matter. Then in a business sense, I you know, had overflowing inboxes and I had these Google Drive folders that had stuff everywhere and I had no systems and my brain had like a million tabs open and it honestly just felt really heavy and really hard, even though I was putting on this guise of I'm so carefree, right? And so these days, I often, you know, have people that come into our group coaching container and they marvel at all of the systems and processes that we have in there for them and, you know, we hand them that as part of the program. And, you know, they're like, how? Like, how are you the most organized person in the world? I've never seen anything like this. And what I've realized, you know, far from it being something that's restrictive, having that level of organization has actually set me free. And it consequently, you know, sets them free as well. Like we have a really high renewal rate in Launchpad and the systems and the structure and the organization that we provide in that program, which is really reflected in my business and personal life now is, a lot of the times the reason when we say, you know, like, why did you decide to re- renew? They're like, the systems, we want more spreadsheets, give us the things, right? Uh, and so what I can hand on heart say is that, you know, that level of, you know, uh, really organization uh, has set me free and has actually, in a weird way, 
allowed me to be more carefree. So, you know, you implement the systems and the structure and all of the things that allow you to be the carefree person that you probably thought you were, but you were a hot mess express because you've got a million things going on. And like the mental load of that is exhausting. Like I just used to be exhausted and sit down to do some work and then I'd have to go through 126, you know, uh, Google Docs to find what I wanted. And then uh, I'd remember that there was something on Facebook and then I couldn't find it. And then I'd end up on, you know, my sister's aunt's Facebook page. And I'm like, where did I, how did I end up here? (laughs) I don't know if anyone else has done that, right? And so, you know, that level of organization really does set you free and it does allow me to uh, do a lot of different things without it overwhelming me because there's systems and structure around everything that I do. Nothing feels messy, okay? So number three is clearing focus time in the diary. So a real game changer for my productivity has been allocating focus time into my diary every single day. So I call focus time, time to work on important tasks. So needle moving tasks. So that is not urgent tasks. Can the task be urgent and important? Yes, it can. But there's a lot of tasks that are urgent, but not important. And if you're not careful, they will take up your entire day. Okay. So, uh, you know, work projects, uh, content, anything that isn't replying to, you know, DMs on social media or emails or responding to every Slack ping or opening my phone and scrolling Instagram or, you know, those week-to-week recurring tasks that you need to do in your business and your life to keep things running. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm talking about needle-moving projects, right? So all of the other stuff I've realized, you know, makes us feel busy but takes us away from deep work. And so I really liken it to, you know, the rock and pebble analogy. So if you don't put in your projects and your important deep focus work first, all of the pebbles will take up your day, right? And so if you put the rocks, those important things in first, all the pebbles can kind of go in around it. But I've found this, like I've found this in myself. I've found it in my team. I've found it in clients that you can really tell yourself that you're busy and that you're being productive but actually not ever do the deep work that progresses you in your life and your business towards your goals. So it's so easy, you know, to reply to a heap of emails, which, you know, by the way, is the worst because it puts you in reactive mode and, you know, do the tasks that feel busy, but they're the easy tasks. It's kind of like you're just scraping the surface, you know, like you're going into the inbox and you're replying to you know, little emails and then you're kind of going in and, you know, if you're a course creator, answering some little posts in the Facebook group and then, uh, you know, that can take up your entire day, but you haven't actually done any of the things that you have decided and hopefully you have pre-decided are the big needle-moving tasks that are going to get you closer to whatever your big goal is. And so the big secret for me is that I always have blocked out in my diary two to four hours. So, you know, depending on the day and what else is going on, um, two to four hours, I try to make it, you know, four hours and it doesn't need to be a four hour chunk. It depends on how you work. Like it might be two hours in the morning, two in the afternoon. It could be, you know, eight to 12 every day or, you know, like me at the moment where, you know, have to really juggle in between, you know, kids and a toddler and a newborn. It's finding the the times of the day, which are constantly shifting where I can do that productive focus work and time. 
and, you know, pausing all other notifications, like literally putting my phone in the drawer, closing out of all tabs um, other than the one that I'm working on and like recognizing when I randomly start to open new ones because you've just realized that you do it without even realizing and actually getting the important work done. That is how I progress my business. And I actually think like that is like the secret weapon. I think there's a lot of people that um, you know, have a business and call themselves busy and they're just doing a lot of like the stuff and the day to day to like keep the business running, but they're not actually doing those big things that are actually going to move the business forward. Like we have a lot of work to do inside of our business that is the day to day. And it is critically important, you know, like we critique our clients' work. We're constantly, you know, in the Facebook group, we're on milestone calls. Like all of that is critically important, but it is also the day-to-day. So if you don't have time carved out, so for me, for example, we're working on a rebrand of the business and that is critically important. Like that is so, so, so important, but it would be very easy for that to keep getting pushed on and get you know, pushed on in favor of the other things that are recurring day-to-day things and tell yourself that you don't have time and do those things and, and at the sacrifice of other things, right? And so I like when I'm looking at a case of what do I need to achieve and what do I need to get done, I literally put those big blocks in first and everything else can come in around it. It is amazing if you like dedicate the time to getting those things done. Everything else does get done. It's not that you don't have time. It's not that you don't have time. It's that you're not using your time in the right way. I really like trust me when I say I have no time, (laughs) but I make time for everything. And yeah, I, I, I think that's my secret weapon, honestly. And I think like it's the one thing that if you take anything from this podcast, you really kind of commit to to that. So number four is prioritization. So if you don't plan your priorities, it's so easy to get and let the day get away from you. So um, kind of going back to, uh, you know, clearing focus time in the diary, the way that I prioritize my days is I'll literally write a list of like, what are the one to three things that must get done? And like, literally those things need to get done. And we do this in our team as well. Like we have a daily huddle Slack thread and it's like, okay, at the start of the day, what are the one to three projects? You're keeping yourself accountable to making sure that they get done. And it's so interesting. Like if you implement this, like if you have a team or if you're just doing it yourself, like the first little while that you're implementing this, you realize how easily the day gets away from from us all. And so you're kind of like, oh, actually, I didn't get that done. Oh, I didn't get that done. And if that happens for like a few days, it's a time prioritization issue. And it's really about going, okay, well, um, how do we block out focus time to get that done first? And everything else comes in and around it. And so that's the way that I do it. And yeah, like I said, it's a game changer. Number five, so one of the big things that I think is um, really important or that has really worked for me is being where you are. So uh, really for me, like I used to be someone that, you know, would, uh, and this is something that I've had to do since I've had kids, but um, I'm used to when I first, you know, had um, my little boy Jimmy, I'd be like trying to like multitask, like doing things with him and then trying to do work stuff and then you know, um, trying to talk to my partner, trying to do it all. And and that is when your brain explodes. It does not work. And so one big piece of advice I have is like, be where you are. So if you're with your family, be all there. Like if you're working, be all there. Don't try and answer, you know, Slack messages while you're bathing your little one 
Um, don't feel guilty for being on the couch with your baby and dedicated family time. Um, and don't get derailed if, you know, your best, best plans don't go to plan. But be where you are. Like, don't be distracted with thinking about work stuff when you're, like, in dedicated time with your kids. And, you know, don't feel guilty about not doing work stuff, for example, when you are. And that's been a, that's been a massive, massive, massive for me. I need to be all in in the time that I am spending and wherever I've decided to spend my time for that particular chunk of the day, I need to be there, right? And, you know, if it doesn't work out, then I need to be okay with shifting course, right? So, you know, having a newborn, you might have dedicated, you know, 10 to 12 as work time. And if that doesn't actually happen, don't beat yourself up. Spend, dedicate the time with whatever is needed. So if you need to be with your baby, you need to be with your baby and that's okay. But then don't still try and do the work. Move that to another time and be okay with it. Be be where you are. And and yeah, I can't underestimate that. And then number six is to mind your mind. So, uh, you know, your thoughts really become your actions and, you know, your actions become your reality. And you hear people say that, but when I find myself dropping into overwhelm and I'm really mindful of it, I do, I think you need to have a level of self-awareness. You need to recognize it in yourself and not use it as an excuse. So what I find is that if I allow myself to sink into overwhelm, it actually is paralyzing and it's, it lands you in victim mode and it takes away my power. So, you know, Saying I'm overwhelmed and therefore doing nothing is actually a choice. So what I do is basically recognize overwhelm and then break it into a list of like, okay, so what is it that is actually keeping me overwhelmed? Because usually it's a lack of clarity or it's something seeming too big and therefore it's like you can't penetrate it, right? You're like, how do I even tackle this big thing? And so what I find the most important thing is, is to break it down into little chunks. So like, what is the best next step for me? And that becomes my go-to. And then realizing as well that if I'm feeling overwhelmed, sometimes it's because there's this big thing in front of me and I'm trying to not just think about the next best step. I try to think about the next 10 best steps and put them all on my to-do list in a two-hour period of time. And that's not reasonable for me either, because then you feel like you've failed because you haven't actually achieved it, right? So you just kind of go, okay, so what is like the the one best next step that I can take? Now, like I'm not perfect with this stuff, but I do find that this helps me pull myself together when I am kind of finding myself thinking into overwhelm. So there you have it. That is how I personally approach getting things done. Uh, in circumstances where you could very objectively say that it would be a recipe for the big O word, the big overwhelm word, um, and how to, yeah, kind of like my best tips or, you know, how I go about sort of doing it. And like I said, I'm not perfect with all of this, but I do feel like I've been operating at a, what other people would probably call very high, you know, busy, (laughs) full-on level for a really long time now and it's obviously uh, kicked into overdrive in the last couple of months Um, and I've implemented things that over time have helped me to deal with that and so I hope that that is helpful for you. I know that we're not talking about business uh, and digital course strategy but I do think that this sort of thing is just as important because we're not robots 
we're humans, we have other things going on and we need to, uh, if we want to hit our big goals, uh, find out a way to navigate through in the best way we can. And so that's what I've been doing. All right, guys, speak to you next week. Send me a DM on Instagram if this resonates with you. I'd be really curious and would love to hear from you. Bye. Doors to our June enrollment for Launchpad are opening on June the 24th. That is our 12-month high-level group coaching program where we teach people how to create, launch, and scale digital courses. Whether you're an aspiring or a current course creator, uh, this is the program for you. If you would like to know a little bit more about Launchpad, head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash Launchpad and enter the two questions plus your contact details that you need to uh, be sent an invite to the live private training that we're holding on the 24th that runs through our entire process. Everything that uh, we basically teach in terms of the framework inside of the Launchpad program, uh, we will share with you there. So that is steviesayssocial.com forward slash Launchpad. Uh, and come along to the live workshop series beforehand too. We're going to run you through our profit plan for course creators, how to put together a profit plan plan all of the fancy spreadsheets that you need to do that. So that one is steviesayssocial.com forward slash workshop. I would love to see you at both of those sessions uh, over the week. And it's really, if you're a course creator, the place to be. If you're an aspiring course creator, the place to be, the place to be. See you there. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time.